Well, well, well. Here we are. Here we are. Here we find ourselves again. Exactly. Uh, new season upon us. Just kicked off on Thursday. Heaven, thank, heaven above. Thank <laughs> the Lord. Exactly. Took long enough. It seemed like a long off season to me. It really did. Uh, you know, like the preseason. It's funny. Like the the time in between the Super Bowl and the the draft used to feel like like decades. Yeah. And now that seems to be going a little more quickly for right. some reason. Yeah. But then when it actually gets going, like post draft, that now seems like like a decade. Like somehow it got flipped. I don't know how. I, I feel exactly the same way. Like April to now. Yeah. It's like it feels like forever. And part of it, I think, is because that's when all the players get in trouble. <laughs> right. I don't want right. to hear about that. Oh, it's like you know, I go, man. oh yeah, I go onto you know whatever websites I look at, and it's like, oh, this person's arrested. Oh, that person. Yeah. You know, all this stuff happens, and it's just like I don't want to see that. I just want to somehow yeah. talk about football. Right. <laughs> There's nothing to talk about. Uh, speaking of players getting arrested, if if any oh. of the loyal listeners out there. Or listener, uh, if Craig's out there, are are ever feeling like you know down or anything like that, take a take a quick gander at um, the sheer lunacy that hit one former fullback of the 49ers, Bruce Miller, uh, prior to oh, seven, seven seven counts, counts of, of something of all kinds of shenanigans. Um, <laughs> like just, a, he like beat, like wrecked a hotel. He or something. he he did like. He did like, like it was like you would think like a mob took over a hotel and just like revolting against something, uh-huh. but it was just one drunk guy, just just him by himself, him going off. Well, that's a little, yeah. little kind of creepy in a way. Like sure, he's just there by himself wrecking a hotel room. Yeah, absolutely. Huh. And um, yeah, I, I won't go into details of like what all he did, but yeah. if you're at all feeling down, just just take a look <laughs> and realize that this guy yeah, not only ruined his life, but ruined yeah. it in such a royally like insane way that you, you almost feel like this can't actually be real like yeah. he's filming a reality show right now or something like that and goofing all of us or something but yeah yeah uh he gone yeah you have to be gone oh i, I guess you, get, <laughs> you go on a bender and hit seven yeah get hit true. with seven uh he gone to jail for a little while probably i don't know where he's gone but yeah he gone he I'm is paying major fines or oh man hmm. anyway oh, uh all right football's back and and you Whoever's out there is doing better than Bruce Miller right now. So these are positive things. Sure. Okay. Um, so I had this idea that we would make this the all-quarterback episode. Right. I'm glad I busted that already, talking about a fullback yeah, immediately. Yeah, way to go. Yikes. QB, RB. Yikes. FB. But because um, there's, there's just so much to talk about Agreed. in the world of quarterbacks. Agreed. So um, I have a little list. Sure. <laughs> some of which are football-related, some of which are just stupid and some are fantasy related and stuff so but there's like I have like 10, 10 things that are all quarterback related okay that, that, i mean we may not even get through them all uh, but first not, before I mean, we do that not with that attitude let's let's give it a shot man. <laughs> let's get started <laughs> so all, but before we get started yeah. so just to delay it a little bit i just want to congratulate you on the, the cover 32 gig thank you sir thank you it's if, been uh, fun if craig doesn't know and craig if up. anybody else is listening looking at you craig uh nora's been writing for cover 32 covering the niners Covering the Niners, articles. which uh, you would think there isn't a lot to write about during the preseason with this and that, and sure enough, every week there oh, yeah. was something going on um, prior to uh, what I coined the uh, the sit storm uh-huh. that, that Kaepernick started, uh, and even going into week four, you know, preseason, it's usually a dead zone, you're wondering what's going to happen, and mm-hmm. sure enough, Bruce Miller goes and loses his mind, so there's there's yeah. stuff to talk about there, and uh, you know, it's yeah, just... even before football starts, right? Right, right. Uh, overall, you know, thank you. It's been it's been fun. Um, 
it's been you know just exciting to get to like just have a have an avenue to write about football. Yeah. So what's, what's your Tumblr called? Sports with Nor. Sports right? with Nor is the Tumblr. I've uh, yeah. been using that as uh, sort of my catalyst or, or whatever uh, platform for getting anything and everything about sports that I that I do out there. Um, I'm also uh, through the guidance of my one of my social media managers uh, started a uh, Instagram Sports with Nor, so you can find me on there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, really just running around anything in the game of sport. I try to at least contribute a little bit to it. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, but yeah, you know, just saying, hey, I love sports. I've always loved sports. It's always been like a, you know, uh, deciding factor in, in my life and attention. So why not just start contributing atten- as much yeah. attention to it as possible? Yeah, that's great. So yeah, It's fun reading your, your articles and stuff. Appreciate it. You know, kind of knowing the person behind the, the right? articles is, is kind of, kind of <laughs> yeah. fun because I, I can I, tell when you're like, you know, you're like making a little joke, a side joke or something. It's maybe it's too subtle for people who don't know you in person or something. <laughs> I, I have my favorite <laughs> feedback that I've been getting aside from like, you know, like the people that I haven't talked to in years, um, hitting me up like through Facebook or, or through text or something. And, or I run into them and they're like, Hey, I saw your article on Facebook. Like, that's awesome. It's really cool. And like, other than that part being like, like really amazing feeling about it. I love the feedback I get from the people that know me the best. Uh-huh. Cause they're like, you weren't happy when you're writing this with you <laughs> or like, Clearly, like, just they can, like, it's dripping with, like, you know, my usual cynicism and, uh, yeah. and, and, uh, sarcasm. So, that's well, it's, fun. it's a dark era for the, the Niners right now. Truth. I mean, I mean, and such a flip from just a couple of years ago, but truth. Yeah. Um, now you, you brought up Kaepernick. I, I didn't really, I don't really want to get too deep into it because I feel like yeah. it's been talked to Ag- death. Agreed. But agreed. the Onion, of course. Yeah. Had the perfect, uh, the, the Onion, as, as they do, <laughs> killing it. They, they just, they just capture the zeitgeist. So their, their headline is, Retired security guard pens open letter to Colin Kaepernick about national anthem. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's like it just captures the fact that this has just been overcovered. Right. You know. Right. And I mean, in a way, it's he's. Well, I wasn't going to get too into it, but you know, his the, what he's doing has drawn a lot of attention to the issue. Sure. Getting people talking. So in that way, I think it's a really positive thing. Yeah. Um, but I think at this point, like. Maybe it doesn't have to be on every single NFL Network show and right. every single article and all that right. stuff. So. Yeah, I, I mean, you said it. You, know, you hit all the points, like uh, exactly where I'm at with it too. I just, I think it's been talked about uh, as much as more than I was about to say as much as human poss- humanly possible. It's been talked about even more than that. Yeah, and uh, you know, you've got other uh, athletes uh, doing it. You know, across other sports, mm-hmm. across the NFL, and all that stuff. So I kind of feel like the entire Seahawks team might take it. It should this, right this I, I, at this point. I leave it to the Seahawks to keep outdoing the Niners. <laughs> Uh, whatever it is, just got out to Gotta one up them. Just gotta one up them. <laughs> Pete Carroll. Uh, no, I think uh, at this point, for lack of a better term, I feel like it should be less and less about like Kaepernick being the the yeah, point of topic, exactly. right? It's the topic is what it is, mm-hmm. and now it's it's hitting all these other spectrums. So like, let's go back to the topic at hand, you know? Yeah, kind of a thing. So, so I have a I have a, I have a Kaepernick related football question Great. for you. I'd love that. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's, that's that not what I'm getting. Yeah. I know. Um, so, can you explain to me why on Monday night yeah. we're going to be watching Gabbert versus Keenum <laughs> instead of Kaepernick versus Goff? Are you telling me you don't want the stellar matchup of Gabbert versus Keenum? I mean, the. It's like. The, and put that on Monday night, really? The, the, I mean, the main event that you're going to get from that? Uh, yeah, about that. So, it's, it's sometimes like for lack of a better term, baffling to see where things have landed with, with Kaepernick. Uh, some of it is just, you know, really you can only chalk it up to bad luck in terms of like 
the injuries that caught up with him last year and how long it took him to rehab from, from those this year. That sort of like gets you caught up on like up to now in terms of why things are where they are. Yeah. Uh, had he been able to rehab uh, sooner or was physically cleared, you know, maybe just a matter of a week or two sooner, he might have been able to like hit the rehab program at the right time to where he could have played in the preseason enough to where they could have been like, okay, we see that he's a, either a better fit or more prone to success in this offense, what have you. Just the fact that that got thrown off managed to just kind of bury him in terms of like, yeah. He surely couldn't get out there with the first team enough to like make enough of a, a point to not go with Gabbert. And I think, uh, and I've I've sort of illustrated this like touch and go during a couple of my couple of my um, my musings. But I think the way it's going to work out, and what I perceive as the plan that Chip has, is uh, go with Gabbert for like the time being. Like, yes, he's your starter. Like, you want him to do well. You want him to be the guy. Mm-hmm. But like, the real expectation is. If and when I expect, and I think a lot of people expect him to just eventually hit his ceiling, which could be a case of just like the offense keeps stalling out. They start games too slowly. Um, they fall down and can't come back. Uh, those kinds of things. And or you're just getting crushed, like blown out by everybody. Maybe not the Rams, but by they have a tough opening schedule. Sure. So maybe by everybody else. If that's the case, then I don't think Gabbert goes even longer than like the first month. Hmm. Like I feel like you, you have like a a small sample set of time mm-hmm. to be like, okay, well this, the one thing that the Niners are supposed to have this year, if anything was be able to like move the ball a little bit and score some points. That's why you get chip Kelly. That's what you're expecting. Yeah. And if that's the one thing that's not happening, then you're like, okay, well, so that sounds like to me, it sounds like you're saying that if, if Kaepernick had been fully healthy throughout training camp and everything, yeah. he would have won the starting job. Yeah. I don't see, uh, and, and, and I'm taking this in full, uh, like fully aware of the fact that he looked you know, mid middle ground to mediocre uh, last year prior to getting hurt. Yeah. Uh, even the eight and eight year prior to that, Jim Harbaugh's last year, uh, his numbers were kind of right dead center, middle of the pack. Like I get how he's looked, you know, the for the past like two ish two ish seasons, mm-hmm. but the the season and a half before that, you know, was like the opposite. He was like you couldn't you couldn't say enough good things about him in in a lot of different ways. So I feel like. Uh, just looking at the fact that he has some good tape, some bad tape, mm-hmm. compared to Gabbert, who his good tape is probably like a total of four games, yeah, you know, across his like five year career at this point. Uh, so to me, it's like a healthy Kaepernick in offense that brings out the best in him, which a lot of people think Chip Kelly's does, mm-hmm. uh, versus Gabbert, who even as a better athlete and whatnot, and uh, experience in a college style spread offense, you compare the two and let them like both just kind of like go compete together i don't see how gabbert outdoes kaepernick yeah in, in that and so like I, I have this impression that that gabbert is is more consistent kaepernick has a higher ceiling but he's more erratic but i don't know right. if that's even true really I, i'm not that familiar with gabbert to be honest i mean i, I think uh yeah cons- so ideally you're gonna with, with gabbert you're gonna get like these you're gonna get flashes of like you know like um a string of a couple nice throws or a string of like some nice throws and maybe like a scramble out of the pocket. Like that's kind of the most you're going to get out of him. Um, with Kaepernick, yeah, you're getting a lot of the same thing, but you're getting more of those, mm-hmm. um, those like flashes of, of, of what he can do. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I just feel like if you compare the two straight up, then, then yeah, I think, I think Kaepernick ends up being the guy, but now that everything, that decision has been made and everything worked out the way that mm-hmm. it did, it's ideal actually for Kaepernick in, in a weird way to not get, you know, crushed by the opening or like, crazy schedule that the Niners are going to deal with 
let Gabbert go out there. And at this rate, if things work out the way I think, and Gabbert ends up fizzling out and Kaepernick comes in, he's not going to have to look over his shoulder. He's mm-hmm. not going to have to, like, he's going to be out there. And it's going to be, like, kind of, this is it. This is, this is your this So you is think if run. they make the switch, they're just going to go all in with Kaepernick? I think so. Yeah. I think regardless of who won. That, I think that's the smart thing. I mean, you don't... Yeah. You don't Want the two quarterbacks to always right. be wondering who's who's right. playing and all that stuff and splitting time in practice. And right, and and in terms of the time frame where I think like oh a switch might be made or anything like that, if Kaepernick had been starting, I would have still said like I'm assuming the leash is not too long, yeah. just because you've got a guy behind him that you're like, well, we want to look at this guy too. Mm-hmm. So I think it's it could end up weirdly working out in Kaepernick's favor mm-hmm. for this season, which. All intents and purposes could end up being an audition for wherever he's going to play next year because I, I also don't think he's going to stay on the team. Keep him yeah. That's my uh, my other impressions. I don't think the front office is. I think it's clear the front office does not like him, and and why could be a whole host of reasons. I mm-hmm. mean, it could be that uh, you know he w- is like the last like thing left from the Harbaugh era, and the front office clearly mm-hmm. had all kinds of discontent with with Harbaugh, uh, personality wise and all that stuff. Or he is, is just as simply like behind closed doors or whatever could be like could have went to the front office and was like are you guys serious like you're 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 not getting along with this coach i get it but you're letting him go like for for what yeah and and that being you know instead of taking like the company line or whatever he was supposed to do Mm -hmm. that could have been enough too for for the uh the front office to be like yeah we don't like you you're replaceable too man yeah sure and because as soon as they could last year they just threw him under the bus in terms of like well, we have to like dumb down this offense for him and we have to like do all this stuff. And it just reeked of like the calamity that is their whole front office. <laughs> How do you really feel about that? I don't like the front office. <laughs> um, so the other half of that, uh, that matchup, yeah. I mean, obviously Case Keenum's not the future. In, in right. LA, so but, the, the, you know, the, the, just like, is Goff not ready? The, I mean, the other the part, reason? I think, I think had Goff not got completely crushed in the preseason, like every time he was out there yeah. for every amount of snaps, at one point he took a huge vicious shot. Oh yeah. Like at least once. I think they were straight up just like, We can't roll this kid out there right now. Like we made Do you think big... it's on him or that's just like they're like the, the line needs to come together before we put him out? I mean I'd say it's it's probably a little bit of a combination of both, but it's yeah. probably more on just like we don't think he can go out there and protect himself right now with yeah. changing the blocking scheme getting out of bad plays, hitting the hot route on time, like all those things that save quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're just like, he's deer in headlights right now, so let's not kill him. I guess that, you know, even though he's a number one overall pick, you just yeah. kind of expect those guys to come in and play right away and all that stuff. Agreed. But, I, I'm, um, I'm surprised not just that he's not starting, but for a while there, it looked like he was third on the depth chart, not even second. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> that's not what you want to see. Yeah. So one the, pick. If they are trying to protect him, they're really trying to protect him. Maybe they're trying know? to motivate him with that. So that's possible. Him third. That's possible. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's huh. uh, it's it's interesting. I I certainly didn't think he wouldn't be the week one starter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, whereas Wentz is yep. going to be starting. Dak Prescott's going to be starting. Um, those guys. I don't know. I I don't think Wentz is really ready either. But I think they're just like screw it. We're like let's we're you know we'll rebuild this year. We're going to yeah. give this guy some experience. Yeah. Um, you got to be careful. And I, I, maybe hopefully they made the evaluation that. You know he's gonna go out there and he's gonna get you know he's gonna make bad decisions he's gonna get pummeled in some some games but right. that it's not gonna affect him mentally long term or something I think you have to kind of know the psychology of the quarterback if you're gonna do that yeah I think it comes down to especially with the rookie quarterbacks getting the start out of the gate I think the expectation is okay you're taking our lumps right like they're gonna throw some bad picks they're yeah. gonna stare down some people and throw some picks they're gonna get fooled by coverages throw some picks they're gonna 
you know, not get out of bounds when they should, not slide when they should. Like all those little things, just like get them out of the way. I mm-hmm. think is what is the approach. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Eagles just looked at it and were like, "It's Chase Daniel for a couple weeks, probably, and then uh, and then Carson Wentz." But so, they're, they're starting Wentz, right? But now they're starting Wentz okay. because like they're like they were looked at that scenario and were like, huh. "What does it really help us if we start Chase Daniel?" Right? Like, yeah, give him two more weeks of practice. You know, I mean, like what what is it really going to do versus mm-hmm. like. In this situation that you're starting Wentz, if he's really playing poorly, you can yank him and you can have Chase Daniel go out there for a game or two yeah. and then see how he does and then maybe bring Wentz back and Wentz is motivated by that and sorted out by that as opposed to we're going to wait as long as possible and then last-ditch effort throw him out there. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. The, the way and, and it's funny talking about this because uh, when we both first started watching football and getting really into it, the plan was always, oh, if you're drafting a quarterback in the first round or first overall – um, you're you're sitting him like the plan oh, was yeah. to like groom him right, yeah. and that's like not a thing anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, it, and part of it is the contractual or the fourth round. Wasn't Dak a uh, Dak was fourth round pick? Fourth round. Pick. Russell Wilson's third round pick. Yeah. Like, like you you don't necessarily have to wait anymore. Right. You know. Um, See, actually, Wilson's. I'm glad you brought him up. He's a good ex- example of somebody who just was kind of emotionally mature enough that you could put him out there yeah. as a rookie and. Yeah. He's and, not going to get too flustered, and if he doesn't do well, he's going to bounce back and, and all that stuff. Right, I think that totally that that I think is one thing that sets Russell apart from a lot of the rookies that come out. It's just he was just uh, you know leaps and bounds ahead of people in terms of like just the 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 neck up you mm-hmm. know part of quarterbacking. But yeah. um, similar to Dak, uh, he landed in a great situation for a rookie quarterback. Yeah. Right, you had a monstrous defense, you had a great running back, you knew that you could just sort of like plug and play right there mm-hmm. for Dak. Maybe not so much the defense, but great O line, elite receiver, and you know their stud running back behind him. It's like it's not a bad situation for him, right? He that's uh, it's easy for him to go out there and be relaxed and be like, yeah, I could throw fifty fifty ball to Dez if I need to. Well, uh, you and, know? I mean, he's actually done some pretty sophisticated things in the yeah. preseason too. You know, he had this kind of. I mean, they literally on NFL Network last night they said he had a preseason for the ages or something. I'm like, that's 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 hyperbole. That's the sign of. <laughs> People being so desperate for the season to start, <laughs> know, right? But he did. He did some nice things. You know, I've seen, um, Agreed. You know, I, like uh, the great Cosell does the kind of breakdowns and yep. stuff. He was he was kind of going through some of the little subtle things that he did that were right. actually really positive. And yeah. So I think he has a lot of potential. It kind of leads to the question of like when Romo is healthy. Yeah. What happens? Like if he if if Dak plays well, like how poorly does Dak have to play right. to not keep that this job? Is, I think that's kind of the dynamic, right? And, and that, that's a really interesting topic because uh, there's uh, uh, the obvious the obvious two sides of it of like you know, oh as, the, as soon as Roma's ready, he's back in, mm-hmm. or if Dak's in there and he's rolling, you can't really bring Roma back in until Dak starts to you know like you can. I mean, he's your franchise quarterback, right? But I, the thing is, like, he's also old and brittle, yeah. obviously, yeah, and. You know, if if Dak is playing well and the team's yeah. rallying around him, like do you do you stop that train and put him just out of respect? Or I something? think. I, I mean, I mean, it's it's tough to say because like the Cowboys have been so like we're all about Romo for so long mm-hmm. for w- with good reason. And playing better right? with Romo in than with him out. Right, and that makes sense, and and with good reason they've been all in on him. Mm-hmm. But you look at just his last two years. I mean, he's had an injury that set him back for a number of weeks. Then when he comes back, he's re-injured every time. Yeah. So to me, it's not just as worrisome about the initial injury. It's that he hasn't stayed healthy after that, right? Like, you break your collarbone, you take your time, you come back. Two weeks into coming back, you break it again. Or so broke the, the other one. I think it was the, the other one. one, yeah. Or, like, I mean, things like that, though. It's like, sometimes it's not just about, like, oh, Romo's brittle or anything like that. It's just, like, he's just snake bit right now with, with, with injuries just happening. 
I think you he, know? it's a little bit of snake bite, but it's also he's breaking bones. Literally. And so, you know, I mean, it's a brutal sport, right? And that could Agreed. happen to anybody. Agreed. But when you break bones multiple, like, you know, yeah. this collarbone, then that collarbone, then a vertebrae, and then, and, like, you know, it's like you're... And here's and my way of looking at it, too, is uh, he's breaking bones behind, while standing behind, like, the best O-line in football. Yeah. So, like, what can you really do when he comes back? Like, Don't trade him to the Rams. He's going to get hit. <laughs> God, <laughs> he'll, get, he'll get injured on the plane ride to the Rams. Uh <laughs> Like, you know, what can you do to protect a guy? Like, yeah. all the things that we just talked about, Dak landing in a good situation. Romo's had that situation mm-hmm. for a while, right? And yet he still is finding himself hurt again and again and again. I mean, Romo could take more of a Peyton Manning approach and just anytime a guy gets within five feet of him, just fall to the ground. I mean, it's it's something we've seen, uh, we've seen Brady do as well. Just like, you know, guys that have had injuries before, like that mm-hmm. have taken them out for them. They're like, yeah, okay, I'll sit on the ground. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm you not know, gonna, like, yeah. yeah, right. It's a business decision. Yeah. So to, to answer your question, I would be very surprised if when Romo's healthy, he doesn't at least get a shot to keep the job, you know, even mm-hmm. if Dak's rolling. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the reason I say that is that if I was a betting man, I would bet that he would get hurt again. I would bet that Romo oh, yeah. would come back in and play, play probably even well. Two, three, four weeks, maybe. And then, and then, and then, and then go down again. That's, that's my expectation. And at some point, the injuries have to end his career. I mean, At some point, he's going to have to end it on his own in terms of like, yeah. I, keep, I keep getting hurt, guys. I can't do mm-hmm. this. You know? Kind of like, I mean, that's, what Kurt Warner, that's why Kurt Warner retired, right? I mean, there's a number of guys have done it, right? Like, he's like, I'm, I'm kind of done taking yeah, a beating. Kurt know? Warner, you know, um, and uh, both Steve Young and Troy Aikman, you know, uh-huh. obviously concussion scares. Yeah. We'll put you on a different plateau of like sure. I'm worried about stuff, but you know, for Romo it's been everything but concussions, right? So what if he starts getting concussions too? Like, yeah, you know, Actually, it's a little surprising he hasn't gotten of all things, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of concussions, oh here we go. See, I got this whole list. It's all like, man, yeah. this is the most professional I've ever been. It's almost <laughs> like we've been doing this for like two years. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, yeah, what do you think about the whole cam, like? The, a couple of, I mean, there were shots to the head, clearly. You look at it yep. in slow motion, it's like, yep. oh my God. Yeah. And like, well, the one, the guy, um, Brandon Marshall, he launched himself, hit him in the head, yeah, and that, they didn't even call a penalty. Yeah. The, the thing that killed me about that one was I thought they'd called a penalty, but it was nullified by a grounding. Oh, call. no, you're right. You're right. They yeah. did call the penalty, but yeah, they, yeah. it was offset, and, and then, so nothing happened. And that was atrocious, too. Yeah. Because I was like, I don't know how you call grounding on that. But uh, yeah, they. And then that last hit. The guy hit him clearly with his helmet in the side of Cam's helmet. You yeah, know? I, I think uh, a lot of the a lot of the sort of a lot of the consensus that I've been hearing about this too is that uh, sometimes uh, I think Greg Olson said this after the game. He's like, you know, I think sometimes folks look at Cam, refs look at Cam, and they're like, he's the biggest dude on the field. Yeah, you know, and, <laughs> one of them. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I think it's not playing on the line or something. Right, but he's, I mean, he's huge. He's almost like if it weren't for like accounting for weight yeah he's not bigger than the alignment but like otherwise he's just about as big yeah. you know like he's he's like gronk size he's right? huge right yeah, almost and he's like yeah and so i think they see him take these take these hits and he's just like because he's such a you know like freak athlete they're like oh okay well it's not as vicious but it's not about like that shouldn't be what's dictating the rule you know right it's mm-hmm. like and also sometimes I, I didn't think about this but i but i heard it uh uh I heard it come up and thought it was actually a good point. Sometimes I think the way that the the Panthers use Cam as like an extent an extension running back, yeah, um, doesn't help his case when he's 
back to just playing playing quarterback. I know what you mean, but it's you like, know, like it's, they're it's running a... they're running like quarterback. They're running they're running like power dives with your quarterback. Yeah, you know, and counters with your quarterback. He's gonna take some hits. That part I understand. But when he's actually dropping back and rolling out and stuff and taking hits, they're like, well, he just ran power dive and took some hits. So maybe it's not as bad for him to like take hits in I general. Know, you know, that, like. That... That's not how they should be officiating. I agree. I'm just saying I heard that and I thought it was interesting. Cause, yeah, yeah. Because I think it does – do I think they're taking all that into account when they're watching – you know, refs are watching Cam in a game? Probably not, but I Or if it, maybe it's kind of subconscious or something. Yeah. Like it's not yeah. – they're not doing it on purpose necessarily, but it's like, oh, he was a running back last play. He might scramble. I'll, I'll let this play kind of go or something. Yeah, yeah. But uh, overall, I think there are – all the all the things you mentioned, like those are clear shots to the head. Like. Yeah. In terms of protecting quarterbacks, you know, like the things that I feel like they shouldn't even the rules that are in place that like most refs don't even like even think about are like, you know, shot to the knee and shot to the head. Yeah. Like anything around that, you know, that's that seems to be like there are times where I saw like a shot to or uh um, you know, Drew Brees getting tackled um in the grasp, uh getting hit like square on his chest and they called it a shot to the neck. Which was getting flagged as a shot to the head. Yeah, see, that's you know, them, like, like intentionally protecting like, they certain go, star players, right? right? But why doesn't Cam? He's I mean, a star player. Cam's I mean, MVP. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like if, if it's about star treatment, then that or lack thereof, uh-huh. then that doesn't make sense, right? Because he should be protecting Cam. Agreed. Of all of all people for that franchise. Yeah. So I, I just looked it up. Gronkowski is six six two sixty five, which right. is enormous. Right. And Cam is six five two forty five. Right, but I mean, I, Rivera on TV just said he's two fifty-five. Yeah, so he's almost as big as Gronk. This which that's is nuts. ridiculous. Yeah, that's nuts. But but hey, I mean, you know, if Gronk's going across the middle and mm-hmm. takes a shot to the head, they're they're calling it. Oh, for sure, you know, every time. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, or a I, shot to the elbow. We know he, he's had his, trouble there. His arm is bionic at this point. <laughs> um, so uh, so many directions we could go. Um, <laughs> there's a lot more quarterback stuff to talk about. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, the so, the injury thing hit the Vikings too. I don't think anybody expected Wentz to be starting in Philly, uh, Bradford to be starting in Minnesota. Right. You know, just like um, what's his name? Oh yeah, Sanchez to get traded from yeah. the Broncos. I mean, you know, three or four months ago, you thought Sanchez was going to start for the well, Broncos. Well, the Broncos for... traded for him prior to the draft yeah. as like a backup plan of like, right. if we don't get the quarterback we want, or even if we do, we can like give him some time. To get out there, and you're sort of presuming that Sanchez is a starter. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, former number one overall. Is that what he was? Or I think he, first was, fifth, round he was fifth overall. Fifth overall, but yeah. first round pick. Yeah. And then he goes to, to Dallas to be a backup. It's just like, it's this crazy carousel thing going on. There, and and, and, and just and a matter of like a couple days, like all this stuff happened. Yeah, it's kinda, yeah it was uh, really nice. Had, your quarterback mind was kind of spinning uh, for, <laughs> for a bit there. And yeah. Garoppolo starting for the Patriots. I mean, you can go on, there's kind of like... right. Uh, like probably half the quarterbacks aren't who you thought they'd be. Well, no, that's maybe not true. They are who we a thought third. they were. <laughs> uh, no, uh, uh, a buddy of mine, um, he uh, brought this up, and I thought it was a really good point. Uh, when I was talking to him prior to his draft the other day, he said, um, you know, when you go as like – he started the, the point as when you go number one overall, when you're a number one overall selection as a quarterback, but it sort of led into like even just being a first-round choice as a quarterback – um, you know, at some point, some team full of like talent evaluators and GMs and scouts and blah, blah, thought you were worth that pick. Right. Mm-hmm. And because of that, 
they get numerous chances, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, what? How many teams has Bradford been on at this point? You know, like this is a third team, I think. Uh, right. Yeah. Rams drafted him, traded him the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Eagles yeah. traded him to the Vikings. Yeah. I mean, for a number one pick to continually be getting traded. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, how many has Sanchez played for? Sanchez played. He drafted by the Jets. Uh, I guess he was there for a while. He was there for a while. Had some success with that defense and running game as well. Uh, then where did he go? Where did he go? Wait, was he a Philly? Sanchez was in Philly uh-huh. as well. Um, and then thought, it's and, kind of like and then Denver traded you know I mean? for him. But yeah, I guess the the, <laughs> the, the point uh, the point I should get back to is you know someone selected him the, either right. of those guys early enough to where they're like we you have talent. Someone saw something in you enough to draft you. So. We He's can listed find as it. the we number make... three quarterback in Dallas right now. Yeah, well, that's because he just got there, but also because of Sanchez. Um, but you, you know what I mean? And so we're sitting there, and we're like, oh, wow, Teddy Bridgewater just went down. Uh, what are the Vikings going to do? They're going to roll with Sean Hill all year. You're kind of wondering what what's going to happen. And uh, sure enough, this trade happens seemingly in like five minutes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm regardless of believing in someone's capability, like I don't think Bradford's a bad quarterback. I think he's like – mentally scarred from all these injuries that he's had and just yeah. is like playing scared when he's out there a lot of the time mm-hmm. and you know getting rid of the ball because he's worried of holding on to it too long because he doesn't want his knees to get shredded again yeah all that stuff uh the vikings gave up a first round pick and a fourth round that pick for him blew my mind like I, first round pick like that is nuts to me and philly now and i guess he was the starter in philly i mean so you're give you're so you think he was a starter, for a starter he was a starter in in st louis i get, and they also you know they're they're trading for a former uh, first-round pick who's a starter, knowing that Adrian Peterson's window is almost closed. Right. Peterson's probably like, if you don't get him, he's like, or somebody if, like him. Yeah, he's like, if you don't give me a starting quarterback, yeah. like nothing against Sean Hill, or maybe everything against Sean Hill, whatever the case, <laughs> uh, he's like, come on. Yeah. You, you know, like, like, I'm, I'm just about like, done. I have he's a year like, or two I'm left. carrying this team. Yeah. I have been. Like, at least give me a quarterback to get a shot. We just barely made the playoffs last year. Yeah. Like, give me a shot. I mean, that's what, you know, the yeah. expectations were high for the Vikings this yeah. year. I mean, they're in a... T- Tough conference, you know. Tough conference, tough division. So, but yeah. you know, they're they really they had a chance to at least get deep in the playoffs, yeah. maybe. So, and then and then you know, like uh, sort of using that same like uh, uh, talking point of oh, someone saw something in them. Like mm-hmm. Sanchez keeps finding work, yeah. You know, despite <laughs> despite not being good for for however many years now, yeah. Um, and continually getting moved, like Denver traded for him mm-hmm. and then cut him. That tells you a lot, yeah, to me. Mm-hmm. Um. And it tells you a lot that they're rolling with Trevor Simeon, who didn't look bad the other night, to be yeah, honest. Yeah. Didn't look bad, but the 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 guy behind Trevor Simeon is a rookie. So you're saying you'd still rather roll with that, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like Well there are there are they only keeping two quarterbacks? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. So you can't you can't cut your number one your first round pick. Sure. Obviously. And you can't cut your presumed starter. I get that. Yeah. But it's like it's just crazy how it worked out. Doesn't look good. For and Sanchez him. was only on the market even even after all that. All things said, he was only on the market for it felt like less than an hour yeah. before Dallas snatches him up. Also, Dallas, timing. Right? Also timing, and Dallas <laughs> like being worried about their situation because not only Romo, but they had their uh, uh, normal backup Kellen Moore get hurt prior to Romo even getting hurt. Oh right, that's so, right. So yep. so they're they were thin as well. Mm-hmm. But it just tells you it's like they looked at the waiver wire and they're like, well, we need another quarterback. Yeah. Okay, Sanchez. He's got an arm. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> kind of. He he has two even. <laughs> so you brought up Simeon. How do you how do you feel he played? I thought he. Uh, I thought the 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 scheme that they used for him was like was you could tell they like they really did 
tailor it. Like the guy's been on the team for two years. I think the, they... the stuff I read is that supposedly they didn't. They he oh, wanted really? he wanted the full playbook and okay. like all this stuff. But I think you're right. I think well, they actually in the play calling. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Try I to set him up. You know, yeah, and I mean some some plays that like you know look like he's comfortable in those in those yeah. plays. But uh, you know more screens than I think like Peyton would have liked throwing. Um, you know, or was used to throwing. And I think what you saw was more and more of like Kubiak's offense. Mm. That was the thing that I was thinking about going into all this too, was when you have a quarterback like Peyton Manning, that's got his own offense, like and has had his own offense. There's a marriage between like your OC and Peyton or Peyton is your OC in general, right? right? Kubiak having his own kind of system, there had to be like a give and take for him and Peyton of like, things I like doing, things you like doing, and we do that. Mm-hmm. Now it's all the Kubiak show, right? Yeah, sure. And I think using that as, a, as like, a template, uh, I think Simeon looked good. And, yeah, and, I think he did He did fine, right? Yeah, like, he had, yeah. he had two picks. Yep. Um, you know, he had some, he had, like, one really good drive, and he had, you know, drives that stalled late and stuff. Like, yeah. it's, but, you know, he was also playing against one of the better defenses that, in the That's kind of why I still say he looked good, even despite the stat sheet, because I think the picks that he threw were the kind that you learn from. Like, yeah. you can be on the bench and be groomed, like we used to say, quarterback used to get groomed for however long. You can do all that, but until you start getting out there and seeing, like, live bullets and a defense moving around really mid-play are. and all that stuff, yeah. you're still going to make those kind of mistakes, yeah. right? So I feel like, all things considered, he still looked like, he still looked like, he doesn't need to be looking over his shoulder wondering when Paxton Lynch is going to come in there. Well, I mean, that's going to happen eventually. It could yeah. even happen by the bye week, I think. But, you know, for now, I mean, he's he's at least at the, at the very least for him. Yeah. He's putting some good tape down for sure. some other team maybe or yeah. or whatever, you know. But it's um yeah, I was actually I was fairly impressed. I mean, he yeah. he didn't blow the game for sure, you know. No. I mean, which if the, if somebody was going to blow the game, we'd probably just put Paxton Lynch out there and go yeah, kind of I Eagles route and get him some experience. It's it's funny that like you know uh, when you have a team with an elite defense and you know CJ Anderson had a great game, so you get like yeah. a good running game and elite defense. You think okay, all you have to do is not turn the ball over. They still lost a turnover battle, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. managed to win the game. But that was because you know icing the kicker still works. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so all these considered, like, they could have just this could have easily been a loss for Simeon, and we'd be a lot true. more critical, I think, of it. The fact yeah. that they got a win, you kind of like, I'm not gonna say it gets a pass, but like, you you kind of roll with it a little while longer than yeah. you might have. Yeah, yeah. Um, if they if they lost that game, and you're like, well, Simeon goes out there, throws a bad pick. These are things that can't happen. Blah blah. If you're gonna have a guy throwing a pick, it might as well be Lynch. Like yeah, that, really, those thoughts start creeping up, right? You know, the credit for the win probably goes to the defense, right? Because they, as it they kept them yeah. far enough away that that wasn't a gimme kind right. of field goal, you know? Right. Um. So Drew Brees, 37 year old, amazing. My man, I love Drew Brees. I know you're like can't, I can't talk. You're his biggest fan. I, I love. Um. And you got the. Get forty-four million dollars guaranteed. Forty-four point two five years guaranteed. That used uh, to be like a ten-year contract. Agreed, agreed. Um, um, but uh, what do you, I mean? He's old and truth. I mean, he was giddy in his in the yeah, press conference. He I was finally literally giggling it. after we talked a couple <laughs> days ago. You told me to check it out. I checked it out, and yeah, <laughs> he was. Uh, but you were you were doing some research on the kind of the implications of it because it's actually a five-year. It's a the first two years are guaranteed forty four point two right. or whatever right or whatever you just said and but there's three years on that contract too but it's really to spread the money out right exactly uh, and I think that was the I mean good good on the Saints for for being able to do that so they uh, the the fact that it's an extension comes into play too right so he had like the one year left on his deal I think mm-hmm. or it was going to be out after this year so the extension really is for four years but uh, or sorry five years total. 
but really it's a it's a two-year deal is how you look at this because after two years they can cut him with like no uh extensive cap hit mm-hmm. is, the, is the point so um so what, even 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 though it like has good cap i guess that's that's what it really is about like good has good cap implications right I guess that makes it worth paying $44 million to one guy for two years. Well, the thing is, if they didn't restructure it, they were going to pay him 30 this year. This just this year. Just this year. (laughs) Because of how his previous contract had been backloaded as well. That's more than I make in a week. That's more than I make in two weeks. (laughs) Because I'm an unemployed sports writer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they did it to essentially... It's The reason that I think both parties are happy about this is Breeze is like, well... I get 44 and a half guaranteed, right? 44.25 guaranteed. Very happy. Obviously the Saints are like, we think you're going to be around for two years. We were going to pay you that much anyway. True. If not, they're saving, right? In terms of 30 mil, had they not done it 30 mil this year and Frank and maybe franchise tag next year, right? Which would have been, which would have been, which would have been more. So they are, they are inevitably saving some millions of dollars and, and they have an out in two years. Yeah. Should they want to, and I think Breeze. And he's one of the best quarterbacks ever. Yeah. I mean, and he's thirty-seven. He's thirty-seven now. Mm-hmm. Do you really think he's going to play until he's forty? I I don't know. No, yeah. probably not. I mean, I don't it think gives so. them some time to. Maybe, do they have anybody behind him that's worth anything? They had Chase Daniel for a few years, the uh, the presumed career backup my, my at this question point. Question stands. Yeah. <laughs> do they have anyone now behind him? Uh, no. No, they have. Uh, so this come this year, they have to draft a quarterback if, if and let him sit behind Breeze for a year or two. Maybe would be would be smart if they did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you were saying that he has a shot at the the passing, the yardage. Yeah, total. that that like, could take longer than his than the the deal might allow in terms of like mm-hmm. that after two year opt out. But if he goes beyond that and is still playing well and is still healthy and whatnot, uh, he's about three or almost four years away from uh, from Peyton's all time yardage record. Uh, he's currently sitting fourth, and uh, you know even that I think is a surprise for some people. If you were yeah. to try and name the all time passing yards list. You'd be well, like, I, just, I just assume he's going to get five five thousand yards every year. It's pretty safe to pencil in like a, a floor of forty five hundred yards probably for him. Yeah, which is nuts. Yeah, but I mean it's a different era maybe. But he also well, has been playing from behind a lot. Yeah, also. Yeah, I, I think it continually makes me amazingly impressed about Dan Marino setting the yardage record for a season oh, in eighty in eighty four. Yeah, yeah, eighty three. Eighty three. Yeah, yeah. That's nuts. That was when like I was do, like, the Seahawks at that time were ground chuck. Like to do it know? in that era, like yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know how they yeah. did it. You know, nuts. They were yeah, they were kind of ahead of their time. You know what? Well, I only have one thing left on my list. Oh, we're we're cruising. How long have we been? Solid, just under forty. Oh, perfect. So it's because all me talking and you know I never ramble. <laughs> um, here's here's something I think is going to have uh, serious legs. <clears throat> Um, Stickergate. Have you heard about Stickergate? Stickergate. Oh, you haven't heard about Stickergate. Tell me more about Stickergate. <laughs> I know you, you, you like actively. Can you guess who it's, who it's about? You actively search for the next ha- <laughs> no, hashtag blank to. gate. I didn't have to. This is, this is the thing about this particular player is any controversy just gets raised to the top, the, the top article on any website you look at, all that kind of stuff. Stickergate. So you obviously weren't on the websites this morning because. Oh, was this it, is, was it, is this Tom? Yes. This is Tom. I, I did know about this. I buried <laughs> Pretty, it. It's kind of silly, right? Yeah. I, hope. I mean, I wouldn't blame him, to be honest, for doing for, yeah. for actually taking the stupid NFL sticker off his helmet. Yeah. But, you know, he's claiming he didn't. So I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Believe him for once. Because I usually like, I don't know. He probably did it anyway. But 
<laughs> like who who freaking cares? And why does it have to be top to like top the top news on? Well, I think you already you already touched on it. Like anything <laughs> circulating around Tom Brady is news, no matter what, uh, right? Yeah. Aside from him doing what I consider very bad commercials, uh, people the seem, worst commercials. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're not, agree you're not Peyton Manning. You're not. <laughs> it's not even about being Peyton Manning. I'm, just, I'm in a room alone with a mattress. I yeah. need nothing else. Yeah. It's, it's like, like really that's kind of creepy. Yeah. Dude. I was I was talking to one of my cousins about it. We were like, is it chicken or the egg? Like he gets bad commercial deals because maybe he can't act or. Is it mm. because it's actually a good commercial deal, but he can't act and he brings it down? Like I don't, I don't, I don't. The writing in that that mattress commercial was terrible. <laughs> like who, whoever conceived of that, <laughs> I had no idea. Should be fired. And 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 for anyone wondering, like especially Craig, wondering why we're taking shots at uh, at his boy Tam. Uh, What's it, his previous? He's a great pre- football player. Well, previous sponsorship <laughs> was with Uggs, so let's just leave that as it as it as it is. Uh, Stickergate, Stickergate. I think whenever possible. Both Belichick and Brady uh-huh. want to give uh, uh, a middle finger to Goodell. I just think whenever possible, they, they want to. Yeah. Um, and this started from way before, you know, probably like... So you think he did it? Do you think he, do you think he cut his hand with the scissors trying to get the sticker off his helmet? So <laughs> That's what the conspiracy at theories this, are. At this, point, when, what, at this point, what has happened with the Patriots to where I should trust that they didn't do something? Oh. Ooh, snap. You know, like... Craig's not going to like that. That's fine. We can talk about it more, too. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you can't be, like... I'm not even calling this a controversy. I'm calling the other stuff that goes on controversial, yeah. right? They always find themselves in some kind of controversy, right? You're not wrong. Like, so, yeah. you know, what, what... So you're kind of a where there's smoke, there's fire kind of guy? Ideally, yes. But I'll also say this. <laughs> if, if Tom, like, did put the middle finger sticker uh-huh. on his helmet i'm glad that he did because i don't like goodell either yeah so, yeah that guy, hey. <laughs> i have no i have nothing against him for doing it and what you're suspended for four weeks already what's he gonna do yeah he's not gonna suspend you for eight for contract detrimental that's not happening i don't know if you took the sticker off and you're supposed to have a sticker on there i'd be surprised <laughs> i'd be surprised because at some point even it, it goodell should, has to worry should. about the product on the field at some point at some point yeah it seems like he worries about that with other teams but he doesn't you know right I don't know. It just, I mean, yeah, maybe there's a fine involved or something. Because, you know, if you wear the wrong socks and all that kind of stuff, you get fined and all that's the, true. All those I mean, kind of things. He, he, but it's he, all about the brand, right? Yeah. So. Uh, it wasn't Goodell, but it was the NFL that uh, fined Peyton Manning uh, years ago when uh, Johnny Unitas passed away. Oh, right. And he wanted, and to, wear he the, wanted to wear the black sneakers, black, like yeah, black Johnny shoes, Unitas yeah. style. And he still got fined. He was like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I'll pay the fine. You know, right? I honored Johnny Unitas. But the thing that kills me about that, it's not even just like, oh, Brayden versus Pey- uh, 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 Peyton versus Brady kind of thing. It's yeah. more like you're doing something to honor the history of the game. Yeah. That should be allowed. Like, little little wiggle room should mm-hmm. be there, you know? like So, I don't know. That's, that's just the NFL for you, right? It is. The no-fun league. The no-fun league. Yeah. And the no-stickers on your helmet. And league, don't yeah. you put a sticker anywhere, league. <laughs> oh, man. Um, well, I feel like... A, I've done all the talking because uh-huh. I, I normally right. I normally do. You're the big uh, sports writer. But I wanted to. Nah, I'm, <laughs> I'm the I'm the below average height sports writer. Uh, in terms of like the uh, you know the the quarterback situation with Philly, that we're talking about mm-hmm. like I think I think the rookie quarterbacks. We'll, we'll leave it to that. The rookie quarterbacks are are always fun to talk about. So like the the golf situation and the Wentz situation. Mm-hmm. In in your eyes, what? How do you see those playing out? Do you think? Sooner rather than later, Goff gets in there. Like the Rams are trying to protect him, or yeah, I, I mean, I'd be surprised if he's not playing by the bye week. Yeah, maybe they install him in the bye week because they have a little extra time or something. That's usually the way that they do yeah. it if they um, if they have the choice. I mean, what 
coming out, I mean, in the draft, I liked Wentz better than Goff. And then in the preseason, I still liked Wentz better. Wentz didn't play a lot, but when yeah. I saw Goff play, I wasn't very impressed. So He was just getting he blasted. Might, you know, he's probably got the mental and physical tools to do it, but right. he's going to, he, he's a core, he's an example of somebody who should sit for a, probably a couple years yep. and then be really good. Maybe not Aaron Rodgers, but yep. like really good. But the, but once I thought could come in right away. And the funny thing about both of them is that because both their teams made massive trades up to get them, yeah. they don't really have the luxury of sitting them either. Right. right like, right. cause you're not even saying like, Oh, usually when you get a number one pick, quarterback conventionally not by trading up mm -hmm. you're like okay we know in the next one or two drafts we probably need to draft like a receiver as well mm -hmm. or like some linemen around him or some like anchor on the defense like you try to build around him mm -hmm. when you make these massive trades up you have less picks to work with yeah so you need him to work and to be it sooner rather than later because your hope then is you get some free agents that's the only thing you can hope for yeah uh well i think that you know the rams are maybe in a different situation than philly because they right. you know they did the trade uh with Washington, right? So they had like all these picks for a right. while and stuff. So they they probably feel like they did some of that building already, and then they trade up and like kind of put the final piece in place. Yeah. Whereas the Phillies are maybe not. In that but if you look at the roster, it doesn't look like that. Well, I know. Yeah. <laughs> they do have. I mean, when the Seahawks played the Rams in the preseason, yeah, they were the the front seven for the Rams was wrecking oh, yeah. the Seahawks. I'm, I'm not saying the Rams are like completely at square one. Mm -hmm. Like they have. What, they have building blocks in place to where you can you can add stuff. I'm just saying they have less firepower to do it in the draft. But sure, yeah. um, you know, in terms of the way that like teams have been winning in the playoffs and stuff like that, we just saw Denver do it. We saw Seattle do it a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, like having that kind of elite defense that keeps you in a game and can just really take over and turn the tide. Uh, and you hope you have a running game. So it's like, well, the Rams got a lot of that, right? They've got yeah. the, the the nasty front seven. Mm -hmm. Aaron Donald's a freaking in mm -hmm. he's not human right and um just as crazyly athletic uh todd Gurley is a stud right already proved yeah. that so you got those blocks in place like yeah mm -hmm. i don't fault them for going up and going to to get goff because um it's not just about quarterback classes coming up down the road it's more like well there's only two quarterbacks one of which that we want so like go get them yeah, yeah like sure. that's and that's always been my general outlook with the draft it's like yeah i get you have to mortgage a lot to go get to a certain spot because of slots and everything like that. But mm -hmm. if you if you think a guy is a game changer, guess when it doesn't matter is when you hit on that quarterback. Oh, yeah. You know, everyone's like, okay, I don't care about that. I mean, trade. Peyton was on a terrible team his first year. Yeah. And then they went on to, you know, just right. kind of rule the AFC, whatever that is, right. north. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. when you don't care about it anymore. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how both of them do. Um, I mean, Wentz, uh, sorry, uh, Goff's obviously not, or we don't think he's going to play this week, but... AFC South, sorry. Indy. Indy, AFC South. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, Goff's not going to play this week, but when he does, it'll be interesting to see, do they just pick it like, uh, kind of a, we're playing against like a little bit of a weaker defense, or if you like, um, you know, like Gurley can totally dominate this game, maybe mm -hmm. this is when we roll Goff out there and he can. Yeah, I haven't looked at their schedule actually in, I in enough detail. To, yeah. Like as the second half, maybe this, that's an easier right. kind of slate or I something, don't know. so I, they're going to wait a little the, bit. The thing that I think about it is, man, in that division, I mean, we're not even talking about like, I don't think, you know, I don't think either the Niners or Rams defense are, are that bad. Yeah. I think they're bad by comparison when you compare them to Seattle oh, and Arizona. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, but neither of them are that bad. So even when they're playing like, you know, even when the Rams are playing the Niners or something like, there's going to be a lot of hitting in this game. There's going to be like, uh, it's going to be an ugly field position game. I think that's clear. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sure. You know, um, but even when they're not playing the Niners, they're playing you know the Seattle's and the Arizonas, uh -huh. and it's like golf's golf's going to have to like. 
go out there against elite defense at some point, mm-hmm. and it's going to be interesting because. Mm-hmm. Well, eh. I mean, he's getting paid the big buck. Well, not with the way the rookie stuff is structured these days, sure. but he's you know he was a number one overall pick, so he's got to back it up. Yeah, or he's going to end up in Sanchez Bradford territory. Oh man. Continually getting traded for prospects <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, I'm interested to see how Wentz does. Yeah. I think like the decision to go to him, it was a it was a little surprising just based on how little he played in the. That's that's mostly it. what surprised me about yeah. it. Not the, not him as much as the fact that he didn't get that many reps. I, I think in the it was preseason. like 26 or 32 something total snaps. Yeah. In the in the preseason, but it's you know you gotta at some point you gotta be like, Philly's watching these guys in the in the film room. They're watching them in practice every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're thinking. There's a marginal difference between in terms in terms of upside with letting Chase Daniel go out there for a couple of weeks and keep the seat warm, yeah. and then go with Wentz. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like I said earlier, I think you can go to Wentz if he totally struggles, sit him down, give yeah. him another two weeks to sort of now he can like digress, you know, and like understand what he's seen and stuff, and, and go from there. Yeah, because you know, I mean, and maybe last year influences it a little bit because you know Winston, Mariota, Bortles, they all had like decent first years. Mm-hmm. Um, True. You know, they didn't... RG3? Yeah. If you go back a couple of years, yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, maybe that's also like, you know, they, they look at those those guys and say like, well, you know, if you just do the right, like you can you can kind of tailor the offense to them. You can yeah. uh, just, you know, as long as they don't get psychologically damaged. Yeah. Or, you know, some terrible injury or something. Right. But, you know, then it's just a growing experience. Yeah. Like I'm expecting pretty good things from, especially Winston and um, I think Mariota is going to have a good... Yeah. Year too, and you know Bortles doesn't have a defense, so he's going to be throwing all over the rock, all over the, sure, all over the shop. Oh, Bortles. Uh, he's got uh, some receivers. We talked all this about uh, like number one pick quarterbacks or first round pick quarterbacks, and the only time we touched on Cam was with the headshot stuff. Like when the when the Panthers took Cam, I think they were like a three win team or something. They were yeah. they were not good. Yeah, they were just and, in the Super Bowl, and, and now they're just in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, a couple years later, but that's how long it takes anyway. Sure, you know, like yeah, that's. Uh, it's something I even forget to think about sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, you know he's number one pick, but you don't think about how bad the team was necessarily. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, just, it's, it's funny to think about sometimes. He's actually outperformed my expectations. I did not think he was going to be this good consistently. I thought mm-hmm. he was going to have flash years like this yeah. where his rushing totals will be nuts and that stuff. Um, and that, But, I mean, he can totally beat you from the pocket. Yeah. And that was not something I expected him to be, to be capable of. Yeah, I expect him to have a career more like Michael Vick where yeah. he – he runs a lot, gets injured. Yeah, you know, so he doesn't. He's not on the field as much as he should be. Because yeah. the the read option, uh, the read option offense he was in at Auburn, like he didn't have to make a lot of reads. But that's yeah. also because you just you read his stats earlier in terms of like yeah, he was twice the size yeah. of anybody. He was just against. like I can <laughs> I can run at people and get four yards anytime I want. Yeah, so I don't have to make that many reads. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he he's he's uh, I didn't think he'd ever be MVP of this league. But we could say that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for and, sure. And and he totally crushed it last year. Mm-hmm. Whew, that's a lot of quarterback talk. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it I feel like a Peyton at the line of scrimmage. I've just been talking this whole time. <laughs> you could have just said Omaha for the last forty five minutes. I feel like I did. <laughs> uh who do you have uh who have your eye on for fantasy and oh yeah among the quarterbacks? Yeah, remember when we started this blog and and this, this whole fantasy, thing and it was yeah. about fantasy? Yeah. Um uh, Ion for fantasy uh, in terms of quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh, I think the games that I'm most interested to watch, uh, I want to see how uh, I want to see how Green Bay bounces back with, with Jordy. It's always yeah, it's always sure. fun to watch Rodgers. That's not even really news to anyone. But he had an um, off year last year, so I mean, 
uh, off year for him, right? He's, yeah. He's still through for 4,500 yards. Wow. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> like, that's funny. It's like the metric. Yeah, half of them were Hail Marys. <laughs> that's a lot of Hail Marys, <laughs> man. Uh, They're long. No, I think the fact that the team got to the playoffs last year had a lot to do with just the fact that he's arguably the best quarterback in football yeah. and can carry a, a bad O-line, a bad defense, um, a receiving, covers up a lot of weaknesses, a receiving right? core missing, you know, your number one receiver and all, everything, right? Yeah. He just managed to pull the wagon the whole way. Uh, looking forward to seeing, like, how that offense looks now. Just kind of, are they back to full swing already? Yeah. That kind of stuff. Uh, in terms of games that just look like they're going to be shootouts right from the get gate. Yeah. Uh, get gate from the get gate. The get gate. There's a new gate. Just hashtag get gate. Um, uh, the Raiders are playing the Saints. And I think this game yeah. has shootout potential all over it. Yeah. Because the Saints have no defense, usually. Yeah. And they're playing in the dome, so they're going to be throwing it all over the yard. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see what kind of turn Derek Carr's going to take. Like, you know, now he's... Yeah, he's oh, we not, didn't even talk about him. We I didn't mean, talk about him at all. Um, yeah. But that's, that's, that's how many young quarterbacks are in the league right now, right? Yeah. You can't really talk about all of them yeah. enough. Uh, but no, like, going to be interesting to see how he does, how he looks. Uh, another year with Amari Cooper, another year in the same mm-hmm. offense. A lot of people are expecting big things from the Raiders. I am. Um, I, I think that while I wouldn't be surprised if they did achieve those, usually when you've got a young team that's like growing together and there's all of a sudden finally hype around them, sometimes they kind of don't know how to respond to the hype. Maybe take a step and, back and, or something. And or... Maybe not take a step back, but just not go as quickly forward as people are talking about. Like Maybe they don't win the division, but maybe they're a wildcard team. Well, I mean, KC looked amazing in the preseason. Which it's I know it's preseason, right. but they, they're just like they're very well, well coached, right? Oh, no, agreed. That's what I was um, gonna say. Like, Denver doesn't look like they've fallen off much, you know. So right, I don't it'd think, be tough for the I don't think Raiders the divisions to win the division. as up for the taking as people might have thought. Yeah. Even with like all the positivity surrounding the Raiders, and also in terms of the AFC West, Philip Rivers just manages to have these monster games against oh, yeah. the Raiders all the time. Oh, you know, yeah, like yeah. he just kind of has their number for whatever reason, um, and so there's always that too. So it's like. I do think they're going to do well. I just think their division is tougher than people have realized. Mm-hmm. Uh, so th- those that'll be interesting. Yeah, that'll um, be a fun one to watch for sure. And uh, of course, uh, you know, young quarterbacks still talking about them. Uh, let's see if Andrew Luck bouncing is bouncing back this year. Yeah, he you should know? have a. I hope to God he has a better year. Hope so too. He had um, all the potential uh, in the world. Relying on him in terms of fantasy perspective, I've got uh, <laughs> T.Y. Hilton in a couple leagues. I've got Dwayne Allen in a league. Like yeah. I, I got Dante Frank Gore. You know, um, so yeah, we'll see how that goes favorable matchup for him mm-hmm. um whether you're doing you know uh pickums or daily fantasy or something like that you know playing the the lions who i think like they have actually the thing that uh draws me into the matchup about the lions is they don't have a great um red zone run defense either mm. so i feel like all game they're going to be like not just concerned with that but all the speed and everything that uh, that indy's going to throw at you so mm-hmm. let's see if let's see if luck can you know like return to return to form as well uh, really weird year for him last year, just yeah. in terms of like, yeah, he was injured, but prior to that, he wasn't playing well. Um, I think it's an anomaly. Know? I just, I can't imagine him. That's not going to be, it's not like a decline or something. He's like, yeah, it's, it's like so 14 hard. years old. So he's, he's going to, he has a long, a long, uh, fruitful career ahead of him, I think. Right. I think so too. We didn't talk about Bob Griffin yet. We don't need to talk about <laughs> RG3 and 13. Oh, man. <laughs> That's I'm I feel bad for Browns fans to be honest. Well, that's just mean, man. Well, you know I mean I think they they have a good coach. I think I do like Hugh Jackson. They might get more. I mean, there it'd be hard not to get less out of RG three than right. Washington did. Um, you know, once Josh Gordon comes back, like they you know the, the the as I as I've coined it the Baylor offense. 
Yeah, because they've you go. got <laughs> they've got RG three from Baylor, Josh Gordon from Baylor, and their first pick this year was Corey Coleman from Baylor. Right there you go. So the Were Baylor offense is ready. It feels so good. So uh, yeah, I just don't. I you know I think the Browns are kind of a there's not a, a stellar organization. So I think they're just the ceiling for them is. Seven and nine, I think, probably. I know, uh, I know two, two, two of my dudes are uh, huge Browns fans, and yeah. I, I feel for them. Yeah. Um, At least they don't have Johnny Football there anymore. Well, that was worse. It is good that that shenanigan is over with. Yeah. Like, and you want, I mean, early, to start things off, I talked about, you know, if you're feeling down, look at how <laughs> Bruce Miller lost his mind. Mm-hmm. The things Johnny Football's been up to have just been asinine as well. Yeah, yeah that guy. Oh, oh yikes. Can't end on that. We can't end on a bad note. <laughs> that seems like just so wrong. Uh, what about Ryan Tannehill? That's where we're ending. <laughs> really? Oh, man. Uh, uh, how about uh, Big Ben, Flacco? Um, just naming all the other quarterbacks. Are you just naming quarterbacks? Yeah, I'm just naming point? quarterbacks. Okay. Um, who else is a quarterback? <laughs> <laughs> this is scrambling. Well, there's uh, you like that. Hey, yeah, Matt, Kirk, you other boy. I think the, I mean, actually, I just read this thing about the NFC West or NFC East, and um, it, it was kind of sad. They, they had the, you know, maybe Philly kind of gets lucky and has a, or you know, has an okay season. Sure. Maybe the Giants actually put it together. Like you know, it's been a couple I mean, years since they have, so the, they're already kind of due. They tried to outright buy a defense in the yeah. offseason, so <laughs> let's see. Um, but I think actually the. The most likely scenario is that Washington wins that division again. Interesting, because the division is pretty weak. Yeah, I, I agree with that. You know, so uh, and they're just they'll probably be pretty consistent and yeah. you know put together enough like maybe ten and six and they win the division or something. Sure. Let's say uh, I don't know if you're interested in this. Uh, I'm all about side bets. Oh I yeah, think it's one of the best parts of fantasy, <laughs> along with the uh, the normal like ego trip you get from fantasy. Uh huh. Um, you just said you think the Redskins are going to win the division. Uh huh. I think the Giants are going to win the division. Yeah. That's it's yeah. All right. What's the bet? I have no idea. We'll set the stakes. We'll set the stakes or we'll get uh uh got to be of, before tomorrow though cuz then they'll have records at that point. Well, yeah, we can we can shake on the bet now and then we can settle the stakes at some point. No, we set the okay? stakes. We already set the stakes ahead of time. Oh, yikes. Like how 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 invested in this are you? How committed? Well, this thing is like <laughs> it's more fun when I like when there's something like it's like how do you What's the or how do you orchestrate a, a bet normally? Right? Is it make you do something you hate, or make, <laughs> or we set the stakes to something that we won't really care about if we lose or not? Like like, like brunch or yeah. like or, or a beer or, or like something. a beer. So yeah. I don't know. Why don't we we'll settle it at um, a three beer bet? Three beers. Yeah. Spread over what time period? No, I'm just kidding. It's three beers. Three beers. All right. Shaking. Three beers. Shaking. 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 All right. All right. You heard it here. I can't believe I'm taking the team from Washington. Giants <laughs> or Washington. Um, if one of the, if, if neither of them, then it's uh-huh. push, obviously. We have to buy, we both have to buy each other. One and a half beers at that point. One and a half beers, okay. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get that third beer and put two straws in it. Sure. No, that's, no, a, terrible that's a terrible idea. It would be good for the Instagram, though. <laughs> I'm, all about, I'm all about the social medias now. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, all right. That, was, that, was, that was good. That was a lot of quarterback. It felt, it felt right. Okay. I did a lot of checking down. So. <laughs> a lot of screen discussions. Oh, God. Here we go. Let's, uh, a lot of sluggos. Let's, 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 let's spike this. <laughs> All right. It's been the Slant and Go coming to you from 
California. Feels right. <laughs> All right. Signing off. See you, Craig. Bye, Craig. <laughs>